This is The Recap, a review of the day's news in the Tri-States area for Monday, January 22, 2024. With Tri-States Public Radio News, I'm Mike Murray. Four McDonough County murder cases are still working their way through the court system. Tri-States Public Radio's Rich Egger reports. A status hearing is scheduled for this week for Timothy Smith. He's the McDonough County Jail inmate accused of beating to death his cellmate late last year. Suspects in two other murder cases have pretrial hearings next month, and Dylan Lovato is due back in court in late March, a bit more than two years after he allegedly shot and killed someone. That was the first murder in what's proved to be a couple of unusually violent years in the county. State's Attorney Matt Quakala hopes we've seen the last of it. The spate of violence we've had in the last couple of years, uh, I, I, I just pray that it's an anomaly uh, because I think this is a good town, this is a safe town, it's a good university. One murder case reached resolution last week. 26-year-old Damon Wilson Jr. was sentenced to 12 years in prison plus one year of supervised release. He'll have to serve at least 50 percent of the prison sentence. He pleaded guilty to second-degree murder in a shooting death at a Macomb house party last March. Rich Egger reporting. Carl Sandburg College has received a $250,000 gift from Graham Health Systems. The donation will fund scholarships for Sandburg students in select health programs, as well as career and technical programs. Canton-based Graham expanded into Galesburg in 2022 and now operates several clinics. Construction is also underway on a new Graham Health multi-specialty clinic on North Seminary Street. The Graham Scholars Program will cover all educational fees. It's open to new and returning full- and part-time students from Illinois and Iowa. The Illinois Supreme Court has upheld a 2019 law that consolidated more than 600 suburban and downstate police and fire pension funds. Illinois Public Radio's Alex Degman reports. The idea was to combine assets from all the local funds into two, one for police and one for fire. The increased buying power would generate greater investment returns and fewer funds to manage meant lower overhead. But plaintiffs from more than a dozen communities filed suit, saying the law diminished their local pension board's power to choose and manage their assets. They also claimed their assets were damaged by startup fees during the transition. The state's high court said local asset management is not a constitutionally protected benefit, and the plaintiffs didn't show how those fees would affect their eventual benefit payouts. Governor J.B. Pritzker called the ruling a victory for taxpayers, local governments, and first responders. I'm Alex Dagman. A Monmouth College graduate has been hired for a dual position meant to spur growth in the Monmouth area. Andrea Monroe will serve as executive director of the Monmouth Area Chamber of Commerce and the Maple City Area Partnership. Monroe is charged with working with small business owners and local government agencies. She will also plan events and lead economic development initiatives. The central Illinois city of Havana is embracing tourism, arts, and culture as ways to reinvent itself. April Burgett is president of the Havana Area Chamber of Commerce. She says many small towns in Illinois struggle, but Havana is thriving. We truly have a lot of different things to offer, and a lot of that is because of our location on the Illinois River. So we have a lot of ecotourism, a lot of natural resources and outdoor recreation opportunities. 
Mayor Brenda Statzholt says revitalizing Havana's historic downtown served as a starting point on the city's path to a reinvention. Havana is boasting its cultural opportunities by hosting a traveling Smithsonian exhibition at the city center through February 17th. Mugshots would no longer be available as public records in most cases under a bill advancing in the Iowa House. Iowa Public Radio's Grant Gerlach reports the proposal is aimed at protecting the privacy of people who are arrested but never charged or convicted of a crime. Under the proposal, a mugshot would be confidential unless a judge makes it public or law enforcement releases the photo to identify a fugitive or someone who is a threat to the public. A mugshot would also become public once a person is convicted, but Catherine Lucas of the Iowa Department of Public Safety told a House subcommittee there is no system to tie photos to the results of a case. She says photos are important to distinguish between people with the same name. All mugshots in Iowa have the disclaimer that the person is innocent until proven guilty and uh, we think the system as is currently works well. Supporters of the bill say it would protect the reputations of people who are never found guilty of violating the law. The subcommittee advanced the bill to the full House Public Safety Committee. I'm Grant Gerlach, IPR News. In our feature for today, Galesburg's new city manager has now been on the job for about six weeks. Tri-State's Public Radio's Jane Carlson tells us about Eric Hansen's previous experience, his ties to the area, and his thoughts about Galesburg. Government has been on Eric Hansen's mind from a young age. As a political science major at Monmouth College in the mid-90s, he first set his sights on Washington. I had just come back from a Washington focus trip. I had spent time there. I had, on my own, landed job entering for the congressman. So I was thoroughly convinced. But at Monmouth, he was mentored by professors like the late political scientist Iris Malensky. He interned for the Warren County State's Attorney, and he co-chaired a Monmouth mayoral campaign. And a different picture about state and federal versus local government started to come into focus. I think it kind of is based in those roots of believing, like, to give back, right? So my whole career essentially has been in local government. I've always enjoyed it. I've enjoyed work in which allows me to, to fix problems and or to, to improve the communities that I live in. Galesburg is the fifth Midwestern city where Hanson has worked in administration, and nearly all have been college towns. Hanson was hired by the Galesburg City Council on a unanimous vote last fall. He fills the city manager's seat after the previous manager was on the job for less than seven months and several interims stepped in. Hanson's first council meetings as city manager have been brief, efficient, and harmonious after some pretty stormy and lengthy sessions over the last year or so due to differences on the city council. Hanson has experience working with split city councils elsewhere. For example, his first city administration gig was in Monmouth, where he was hired on a split vote after the previous city administrator had been fired on a split vote. Even folks who are disagreeing, in some cases vehemently disagreeing on some things, they have a lot more in common than probably they give themselves credit for, right? How did I attack that situation? It was trying to find areas of commonality, areas of common interest. Hansen says he's most proud of projects in his career that make life better for residents. In Monmouth, that was constructing a sewer plant and public safety building and preserving historic buildings downtown. During his tenure in Indianola, Iowa, following a fatal accident on a four-lane highway, Hansen says the city redid that corridor to make it safer, which then spurred development along it. 
Hansen also spent time in Baldwin, Missouri, and most recently was assistant city manager in Normal, Illinois, where the electric vehicle manufacturer Rivian has created thousands of jobs in the last few years. He says while he did not have a stake in recruiting Rivian, he worked hands-on with the company's mega expansion in Normal. We're still in the infancy of the EV revolution, right? But there's no doubt where we're headed as a, as a country. And to be front and center of a manufacturer that's building um, high-tech EV cars, trucks, um, delivery vehicles is pretty awesome, I must admit. Taking the job in Galesburg is a homecoming of sorts for Hansen. His wife is from Monmouth. He grew up in Henry County, and he worked in Galesburg before he got into city administration. There's not many opportunities in one's life and career to come full circle and come home. Hansen says when he worked in economic development in Galesburg 20 years ago, it was in the wake of Maytag's closure. He was a couple years out of completing a master's degree in public administration at that point. And he says, Galesburg set the stage for his career. Many of the people that I worked with here are still friends today and made a tremendous impact. And, and for me, it's probably a little cliche or, you know, a, you know, a little Pollyanna, but for me, this is an opportunity to give back. Hansen says this isn't just a homecoming. He came back because he sees potential in Galesburg with assets from the railroad to educational opportunities. There are struggles that are pretty visible, but at the same time, the, the, the bones of the foundation here, I think, are pretty good. Hansen says he'd like to look back in five or ten years and see job creation, a more diversified economy, and improvements to the housing stock, neighborhoods, and parks in Galesburg. I'm Jane Carlson. In the weather for our listening area for today, we have a winter weather advisory, which is in effect until noon today. Snow, freezing rain, and sleet are likely pretty much throughout the day. It should be mostly cloudy with a high in the mid-30s and south winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. For tonight, we are looking at a wintry mix of rain, freezing rain, and snow overnight, and the low should be in the low 30s. For TSPR News, I'm Mike Murray. Tri-State's Public Radio is part of the NPR Network.